unscripted premium Welcome once again to our favorite episode of the week here on Unscripted with Mike and Chris, episode number 325 of our little program, and it's our favorite because it's called Freeform Friday. This program is exclusive to our Patreon members, the Green and Gold Club package members, and we certainly appreciate those folks for their continued patronage to anything and everything involving Unscripted with Mike and Chris. And along with the executive producer of the program, I'm Mike Jansen. And what we do, real quick, you've heard this now for a number of months. I don't have to go into a big diatribe. The boss goes on to our Twitter account, twitter.com slash unscriptedmc. He finds something that he wants to talk about. He throws it out there. We talk about it, and we move on to the next subject. It can be from the wonderful and wacky world of sports, but... It's not mandatory on Freeform Friday. We can talk about anything, and we usually do talk about anything and everything from the wonderful world of everything here on Freeform Friday. Having said that, I hand the microphone over to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke. Thanks, Mike. And just before we get to the Twitter here, uh, so uh, Jameson Crowder did sign with the New York Jets. So there's the start of maybe the Jets are going to sign some of these guys that they've been connected to. So we'll see. Jets for a sleeper team this year. Just watch out for that. Anyway, uh, this first tweet uh, references UFC 235, where I was disappointed because I got to know this Anthony Smith guy. I did a lot of research on him and, and really liked him. Seems like a really intelligent, thoughtful guy. And I know Midwestern guy fights out of Omaha, Nebraska, and just seems like just a really solid, really, really good guy. And um, he lost to John Jones, and he he tried hard, and uh, he just he it seemed like he couldn't get a rhythm going. I just felt really bad. He just didn't look like himself, and just a bad time to have an off night. But anyway, so he's getting dominated, and he did. It ended up being a decision. So what happened was near the end of the fourth round, he's getting dominated. All of a sudden, John Jones throws a blatantly illegal knee. So, uh, as we've mentioned before, if your knee's down, like, so uh, Anthony Smith was down, his knee was down, and Jones just walks up to him and knees him in the head as hard as he can. God damn. So, severely illegal. Now, here's what happens. Anyone in, in Anthony Smith's situation, all he has to do there is if he says, I can't continue, he wins by disqualification, he wins the title. That's all he has to do. He really? just he just says I oh that hurts I can't like like if, if this was soccer yeah you know like he would be just red like, cards all over well, the place well if he could he could just he can flop essentially he can just like stay down and oh oh I'm hurt I can't if he just does that he wins the title and he gets a victory over John Jones that's all he has to do and he just refused to do it he got up he kept fighting they, I like that though I know and that's what we're gonna talk I about. like that though because he's a, a man I got a quote from today about this on Ariel Hawani's show and and this is. This is, everyone's gained a ton of respect for this guy. So what ended up happening, and I've never seen this before. So if you do something illegal or, or bad, or you've, you know, been warned multiple times, the ref can take a point away, right? Okay. They took two points away from John Jones for this. Now he dominated, it was all 10 nines plus a 10 eight. So it should have been 50, 44. He loses two points. So John Jones wins 48, 44 in the end. If it would have been a closer fight, it could have made the sure. difference between a win and a loss. But anyway, so um espn podcast at emps espn podcasts uh, has a tweet about this and the quote from uh 
Anthony Smith, which I believe is from today. I would never, ever take a title like that. I would have never felt like the champion. So what a guy. I'm so impressed by that because we have so many guys in sports in general, and I'm not just picking on the UFC or any particular sport. I'm talking about all sports. We have such a great collection of, I hate to say this, but we got a lot of pussies. And they hide behind rule books and hide behind this and hide behind their managers and hide behind contracts. I am so I don't know this guy from Adam, but I'm a fan of him already because he could have had something, you know, he could have done something about it, but no, he ain't gonna do it that way. He's gonna go out and earn it. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed by this guy. And you know what? Because of that, guys like me are going to watch his next fight. Yeah, Anthony Smith. It seems like a really great guy. Like, seems like an awesome guy, and I love where he's coming from. And then today it was also announced with him that... So he had said, you know, after this, he he's already watched his fight over again nine nine times. He said he's watched his fight, and he really wants to get better, and he needs to learn from it. And he said he really thought he needs time off till January. Then they offered him the main event against Alexander Gustafson, I believe, in Gustafson's home city of Stockholm, I think is where they're going to have that for June uh, and he said yes and so he said okay you know what I can't say no to that so I'll take that so now he's fighting again in June so we can watch that should be a good fight and uh yeah uh, we he's he's made a couple fans in this room anyway damn Anthony, right Anthony Smith from Omaha Nebraska great guy anyway uh deadspin at deadspin Miguel Cabrera at nabs a poor sucker with a very easy hidden ball trick uh, it was Minnesota's uh I don't know how you say his name here Adrianza and uh, it was just, it was it was too easy for him. But anyway, thoughts on the old hidden ball trick? I love it. Uh, I You know, if you're not paying attention, you're going to pay for it. Yep. And Miguel Cabrera is getting paid an awesome amount of money. And he's he's one of these guys that's going to be getting paid till he's damn near 40. And a uh, good hitter, not much of a glut man, but still has a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, really, really cool. Anyway. Okay, for the win and for the win, pro golfer Jeff Maggart five-putted from inside 10 feet on Friday. He rallied to miss the playoff by one shot. Yeah, I saw that, and I've had the pleasure of meeting years ago at uh, in Las Vegas at the uh, uh, stadium course at TPC Summerlin in Vegas where they play the Las Vegas, used to be the Justin Timberlake something, but... They always have an October PGA event, and that's where I met Jeff Maggot years ago. Classy guy. Uh, you know what? Not a big name, but has really carved out a nice career for himself, and uh, it was really difficult to watch him miss five times from four feet over the weekend, which cost him in the playoff uh, in the Senior uh, Champions Tour event over the weekend in Manhattan Beach, California. But uh, Jeff Maggot will be fine, but it's always too bad when it's a really nice guy. I mean, if it's a moron, they can miss 18 times from three feet. I don't care. But when it's a nice guy like Jeff Maggard, your heart sinks a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, CBS News at CBS News. There will soon be one last Blockbuster store left on the planet. The second last one recently closed in just outside of Perth, Western Australia. Oh, yeah. And the last one is left in Bend, Oregon, and it's now just a tourist destination. Like people, do, it's still open as a regular blockbuster, but uh, they said they've just kept everything the same. A lot of people, you know, they they really try to focus on customer service. A lot of people are just regulars and just like it there. They've still got everything in alphabetical order. They keep it all the same. And tourists, I guess, come there all the time to say like, hey, I went to the last blockbuster. At their peak, blockbuster had over 9,000 locations. And uh, this is this was Netflix all the way. And it's just interesting because I remember, like, literally growing up, 
my buddy Jeff and I, who was recently uh, here in Calgary with me, my next door neighbor, we would in the summer, literally every single day that I wasn't away at the lake, every single day in the summer, we would get on our BMX bikes, we would ride around Yorkton, Saskatchewan to, there were, uh, at any given time, they're usually around four there were three main ones, and then potentially there was a fourth or fifth uh, rental store. We did eventually get Blockbuster Video, like, you know, toward the end of high school. But before that, we, before we even had Blockbuster, we'd have all the movie rental places. We would go around to each one, see what the new movies were, or especially the new video games were. We'd do the whole circuit. We'd bike on our BMX bikes all around all around Yorkton every day. Wow. And uh, it was just, just to see what was new. And uh, it was a big part of my childhood, having movie rental stores and that's something that people nowadays won't ever see and netflix obviously is far superior but uh i mean even my mom still says you know i kind of miss going well, to the store you know you know when you mention blockbuster video the name that comes into my head is one h wayne Heisinga. Mm. uh at the time when chris was just mentioning at the at the power at the height of of uh, blockbuster's success when they had the 9,000 retail outlets around North America, Wayne Huizenga owned, at the same time, he owned the Miami Dolphins and he owned the Florida Marlins baseball team. And he won a championship with both, and, or excuse me, with well, with the baseball team, not the football team. The Dolphins haven't won a football t- uh, championship since the 70s. But Huizenga, Huizenga, now I don't, I don't think... H. Wayne Heisinga is still with us. I think he passed a couple of years ago. But Yeah, yeah, he did. But I would believe that the day he started to be of ailing health was the day that Netflix came into our culture and our subculture because that's when you started to see the the d- demise, if you will, of the blockbuster video chains. And But I, I will say this, and I agree with your mother, I do enjoy, and I did enjoy, I don't obviously don't do it anymore, but I did enjoy at one time going in to a Blockbuster or any kind of video store and looking for what I was going to watch that night. That was kind of part of the, the hunt and the chase, if you will. Um, I don't really think second of it now, but when you mentioned Blockbuster video, I remembered that Wayne Huizenga was at the top of the world when his baseball team won a championship in 2003, and then here came Nick Netflix, and all of a sudden, you don't hear H. Wayne Huizenga anymore because he was out of business. Poor guy. Yep. Okay, the takeout at the takeout. Dissatisfied Taco Bell customer goes rogue, and I had to read what was going on here. So apparently this guy went to the drive-thru, ordered a Mexican pizza, decided there wasn't enough meat on it. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and then he went to the store, wanted a second one. They made another one for him. Still didn't have enough meat for him, so he went and he barged into the kitchen, started making his own Mexican pizza, saying he'll show them how to make one. And then the cops were called, and he ran away. Yeah. Um... Yeah, people are just sick of getting pushed around again, and I have no idea if they were really skimping or if they—he was just ridiculous. But people, I think, are just tired of being pushed around, and now they're fighting back. Well, you know what, and I understand that. You know, we're in tough economic times right now for a lot of people, folks. And uh, if you don't think that you're getting what you deserved or what you paid for, there are people that aren't—you know—that aren't sitting around and taking it up the poop chute anymore. They're actually doing something about it. Uh, breaking into a Taco Bell, maybe a bit on the extreme end, but uh, the man had a point, and uh, I can certainly relate to tough times, and and uh, I can certainly relate to being frustrated with people and and their ideas and their ideologies. So, 
Um, I don't think I'd take it to this extent because <laughs> I wouldn't be seen at, at a lot of Taco Bells. You know, it's one of those situations for me. I remember years ago getting sick at a Taco Bell. And once you've gotten sick at a Taco Bell mm-hmm. or any kind of restaurant mm-hmm. like that, it it takes a lot to get you to come and try it again. And yeah. that's kind of what happened with me. I understand. Okay. And actually, just a follow-up on Anthony Smith, uh, the real tweet, I forgot I had originally liked an earlier one. Uh, it was from uh, Chamatkar Sandu at Sandu MMA. Uh, I really like this quote that Anthony Smith said to Ariel Hawani, which was, I don't need a pat on the back for doing the right thing. So I like that. I, I, I like this guy. I really like this guy, and I look forward to seeing him in watching him when he fights in Stockholm in June. Yeah, should be good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so last week... Uh-oh, this is going to be good. Mike talked about what it's like to uh, live with a group of women at certain times. Ah, yes. And so Clickhole, right on cue says parent of the year when his daughter got her first period this super dad shit his pants and explained it's pretty much the closest he can get to that let me tell you folks <laughs> um <clears throat> i had for a while there uh, my youngest is 13 and my oldest is 19 and just before my 19 year old went out to Kamloops, British Columbia. That's the halfway point if you're traveling via automobile. That's the halfway point between Calgary and Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, I had three of them at the same time every month. And it is the most, it's the, for, you know, if you have a son or if, if, if Chris and I, before we got married, let's say Chris and I were living together, sharing a townhouse or a condo or something or whatever. But if you had some other male chromosome in your house, I would imagine it would be easier because you'd just go hide somewhere, right? If all three of them are getting nature's call at the same time. But I didn't have anybody to go. And you can't, you can't really, you've got to sympathize with them because it's painful and it's, you know, it's a lot of things. And they're Tensions are a little bit higher. It's like they have it's like they have antennas, and when you say something, are you talking about me? Or you know, what did I do? Or or you know, basically go do something that's anatomically impossible to do, which is go fuck yourself. Um, if you say something what they think is discur- dis- uh, disrespectful or discourteous, and during that special time of the month, everything that comes out of your mouth seemingly is discourteous or disrespectful to them. Well, you don't understand what it's like. You're just a man. Your job was done three minutes after, you know, that kind of crap. So, guy deserves man of the year for damn sure. <laughs> um, I deserve some votes for man of the year for that one week a month. Yeah. Now I'm just down to two because one of my problems went west. <laughs> okay, uh, the onion at the onion. Zales introduces new line of casual dating diamond rings. Casual dating diamond yeah, rings. Yeah, see, they got a nice little tagline here for that special someone you've gone out with a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hoping to score with yeah, yeah. on the third date. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I love my wife. I know Chris adores Martina and rightfully so. They're both good women. But I have always had a problem with Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is special when you're first dating and it's cute and you go out to dinner and you get flowers and all that other stuff. And if you have some imagination, you do something different than the normal crap that you do at at valentine's day but when you've been with like i have i've been with judy now 27 years this july we've run out of things you know to make valentine's day different and i've got valentine's day and the next day is judy's birthday and 
I have lost a little bit of my enthusiasm for Valentine's Day. I don't think I still get a card. I still get some little, some silly little present, but I used to make it a big thing. You know, I used to, and again, when we first met, we were in Las Vegas, which is always, you have the propensity for something big in Las Vegas, um, you know, holidays wise, but you know, um, I have lost certainly a little bit of enthusiasm because I think, and I remember a cousin of mine always saying, well, that's just a Hallmark holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're kind of right about that. And as I've gotten older and I've gotten more cynical, I don't have as much respect for Valentine's Day anymore. Fair enough. Okay, Dave Koken at Dave Koken. Was that politically correct enough? Uh, I hope not. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Announcers need to stop with the amazing comeback crap. They happen constantly in college basketball. Therefore, they're not amazing. They have There have already been three today. Now, you know what? There is nothing amazing about a comeback in sports. That's what they're paid to do. What I'm most interested in and the one that I would celebrate, a comeback that I would celebrate would be the lowering of the unemployment rate in the province of Alberta. I would applaud the comeback of the economy in Alberta. Those are big, much more big ticket items. We sit here and a lot of people, and I know Chris and I are, are kind of, kind of mea culpa to this as well. I think that what happens with the Green Bay Packers is life and death sometimes, and it's just stupid. And Chris has those same feelings sometimes, I imagine, about the Edmonton Oilers. I'm not putting words in his mouth, but Chris and I know what Edmonton's drafts have been the last number of years. I know what the Green Bay Packers did when they drafted Bart Starr in the 15th round of 1957. Now that's stupidity. It's I need another hobby. It's a lot of things. But a comeback in sports, to me, it's a good thing, great, but you're paid to do that. I would like to see the comeback of the economy. I'd like to see the comeback of the unemployment rate. I'd like to see the comeback of human kindness between people. What Duke does to come back from a big deficit against Wake Forest in the grand scheme of things, who the fuck cares? I think there are bigger things to celebrate and worrying about a comeback in a sporting event ain't one of them. Okay, well, uh, here's a guy who's no stranger to controversy who did this tweet, and it's about someone you don't like. But anyway, you might have heard that uh, J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez got uh, engaged. Yeah. Anyway... Here's a tweet that's going to, uh, I believe it's already making some pretty big waves. I don't know if you've seen this yet. So a gentleman named Jose Canseco at Jose Canseco. How do you like this? How would you like if you're, and no one's going to feel sorry for A-Rod. But, nope. uh, but let's say you're him. You just proposed to Jennifer Lopez. You're feeling on top of the world. And then Jose Canseco <laughs> tweets. And there's already been, oh, geez, thousands and thousands of retweets and likes and everything already. And it's from less than a day ago. Jose Canseco says, Watching World of Dance, watching J-Lo text Alex Rodriguez. Little does she know that he's cheating on her with my ex-wife, Jessica. Poor girl, she has no idea who he really is. Really? That's what he says. Well, I believe in my heart of hearts, and going back to the radio days when Ke when Ken Seiko was making All-Star Game appearances, and uh, before he got busted for juicing, he was a very popular figure in Major League Baseball. I believe, if I'm, and I, I may be at mistake here, but I believe there was a time that Canseco and J-Lo were an item in the mm. 90s for a little bit. So, you know what? I, I like Jennifer Lopez. I think she's probably, she's been with half of Hollywood and the other half of Major League Sports. I mean, she's certainly 
not virgin pure. That's for damn sure. I also didn't know she's almost 50 years old. She's older than, than that idiot A-Rod. Um, you know what? I just wish that they could do this without having to make a, make a big public spectacle about it. Neither one of them, it's their first walk down the, the, the uh, church aisle or the justice of the peace or someone's backyard where they're going to get married. But I don't think this is news. I mean, if it was the first time, that'd be one thing. But they both have two kids from previous relationships, and they're both a bit of losers at love. So... And anything involving Alex Rodriguez, I don't give a damn about anyway. Oh, man. But no, so here's some other tweets. I just looked it up from Jose Canseco from the last day. Alex Rodriguez, stop being a piece of shit. Stop cheating on Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, I challenge you to a boxing match or an MMA match anytime you want. And I am willing to take a polygraph to prove that what I'm saying about Alex Rodriguez is 100% accurate. Wow. So uh... You know, I always get the kick out of Alex Rodriguez. I think he gets, it takes him longer to get ready in the morning than a woman it does. <laughs> Probably. I mean, and when you see him, when he's doing his Fox, he, he works for Fox in the, in the, uh, in the postseason. He's, he's one of their, uh, you know, like the NFL Today yeah, guys. Yeah, He's yeah. one of them for Fox Baseball. And then he does ESPN Sunday Night Baseball as an analyst. I think he's too pretty. I think he <laughs> needs to man up a little bit. He seems to me he's got more makeup on his face than most women do, but yeah. that's just because I hate him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but anyway, okay. Donald J. Trump at Real Donald Trump. Making daylight saving time permanent is okay with me. You know what? <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I see a lot of uh, provinces and states now that aren't even observing, like Saskatchewan Saskatchewan, is one. I grew up never having changed a never clock. Never had to change a just, clock. Just I know. TV shows change. Right. All. Arizona doesn't change. Indiana doesn't change. Um, I think because of Arizona, there's a bunch of stupid old people there. But regardless, I don't think it's that big a thing. I would like to see it stay, I'd like to see it stay as it is the year round. I, I just... Um, people get all worked up about losing an hour in, you know, spring ahead, fall back or whatever it is. Uh, I don't give a damn. It's an hour. And, um, I, I would prefer to, I, however we do it, I'd like it to stay lighter as long as possible. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it, I, I agree with that. And I, I know someone who really would is my wife. She hates it, she she just feels like she really feels it for a long time, whether it goes forward or back. And uh, well, you know, you know, I mentioned to you, I, I'm finding I'm getting older. I don't like being out on Deerfoot at night because I feel that it's it's under lighted, mm-hmm. and you know when you've got cars zooming there at 120 clicks an hour, and they're only supposed to be doing 100 or faster, and you can't see where you're going, especially you know it gets dark and that that one turn. There's there's a couple turns there that I don't want to do at the dark, so. I know I'm getting older, but uh, I'm also being honest with myself, and I, I I would like it to stay as light as possible for as long as possible. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they made that change, and then decades later you tell people that we used to change clocks, people would be like, what oh, the hell are you talking oh, about? It'd be the weirdest thing if you're not used to it. For sure. Okay, Rob Perez at Worldwide Wob. Kyle O'Quinn for Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, just I'm going to show you the video. Give me one second. And okay, Is this wa- the watch guy it. from Indiana? I don't know. Just watch. Yeah, that's Indiana. Watch it here. Do 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 and uh, da, da. <laughs> anyway, I, honestly, check out Rob Perez's tweet, Kyle Quinn for Defensive Player of the Year. If you want to see bad defense, that's breathtaking. I, you know, I if you're Nate McMillan and you're the Indiana Pacers, that's Nate McMillan is their head coach. When he sees that on the video, I think that should be that should be punishable. I think that Kyle Quinn. The worst thing you can do to a professional athlete is take playing time away. And with that effort, that's showing me that he doesn't want to be on a floor. 
I would, I would, I would, I'd cement his ass to the bench next to me. That is a despicable display. I don't know what he's worried about. Kyle O'Quinn used to play with the New York Knicks. Now he's with the Indiana Pacers, and that effort was pathetic. I don't know if he thought he was going to get run over by Joel Embiid or whatever it was, but you've got six fouls in an NBA game. Use them all. Who cares? You don't have to give them back. Jeez, that's crazy. Okay, I have no idea the context for this tweet, but I just thought I'd give it to you anyway. Dave Portnoy at Stool Presidente. Michigan fucking sucks. Yeah. Michigan, at the end of January, was undefeated and number two in the country. The end of January, they lost their first game to the University of Wisconsin at uh, at Madison. Since then, that game, uh, Michigan isn't infallible anymore. They were number two in the country. Now they're about number 20 in the country, and things have gotten worse for John Beeline's group. And they lost a share of the Big Ten Championship over the weekend as they lost at rival Michigan State. Uh, Michigan, if you remember last year, got on the great run, won the Big Ten title, the uh, uh championship where they have the tournament, the Big Ten tournament. They won that last year, made it all the way to the final game. They made it to the championship game that first Monday of April and lost to the Villanova Wildcats. Um, Beeline's team, I think they overachieved most of the season. They got into the the real meat and potatoes of their schedule, Big Ten schedule in January and February, and we found out where the real Michigan Wolverines are, which are uh, third or fourth in the Big Ten conference. So Michigan, uh, Beeline's a great coach, did a lot with not much this year. Their biggest loss last year was Mo Wagner, who was drafted overall number one by the, not of overall the draft, but number over one of the Lakers last year. Uh, and because of all these injuries, he's gotten some playing time. But Beeline's a great coach. Michigan is not number one material in the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Sports. A fan told Nick's owner James Dolan to sell the team, and he reacted by kicking him out of MSG and telling him to enjoy watching them on TV. That's exactly right, and uh, I would love, and I think the NBA love, I think I think personally and, and amongst his friends, I think Adam Silver would tell you the same thing. I remember saying this on an episode about this time last year on this program, because I heard it the other day on one of my walks, and I had made mention that the NBA, or why the New York Knicks did not make it a priority to go after LeBron James last year. The NBA, to be successful, needs teams in their big markets. And what I mean by big markets, obviously, is New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami, Dallas, Houston. Those are the bigger markets in the league. And when the New York Knickerbockers, with all of their resources and all of their uh, access to big money, why hasn't it been since 1973 that the New York Knicks haven't won a championship? And how is it that the New York Knicks haven't even played for a championship since 1999? I can't understand that. People in Canada bitch a lot about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 67 and yada, yada, yada. But to me, it always seems like, the for good or bad, whether it's Shanahan or Dubas or whatever, the Maple Leafs are always trying to tinker. They're always trying to figure out something. Um, I don't see that with the Knicks. And everybody thinks it's a done deal that the Knicks are going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving at the, at you know when, when they can start being free agents on July the 1st. I don't think that's a done deal because, again... The New York Knicks and the aura around them and the and the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, and all the rest of that bullshit, the New York Knicks should be a lot better than they have been for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Dave Meltzer at Dave Meltzer WON, who of course is the best wrestling reporter of all time and an excellent MMA reporter and does some columns for Yahoo and other places. Uh, people who say all publicity is good publicity never spend 30 seconds thinking before talking. It's one of the dumbest sayings in history. I agree with that whole, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I've tried to do, um, I know that, and uh, Chris will second this, that sometimes Chris and I don't have a filter. But remember, we don't have a filter when we're just having fun doing unscripted because first and foremost, this is supposed to be fun. And it's kept us going through 325 episodes. It's because we have fun hanging out, talking sports, talking shit. But I think one of the things that I've tried to do in my personal life is try to be very accountable for everything that comes out of my mouth. Because in this day and age, if you aren't, Something that you think, even if you're among your friends, but somebody of that group hears something that, you know, wasn't quite expecting that to come out of your mouth can come back and bite you in the ass. I think you have to be very uh, guarded with everything that comes out of your mouth this day. And that's really a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this is right up your alley here. So um, telling people off in public places. Well, yes. Circa 1990. No, yes. this is about land. Uh, so, uh, so. This is funny. So I believe it was just 2017 or so, uh, a city in New Jersey agreed to, um, uh, it, it sold a piece of land for a dollar, like it wanted to get rid of it for some reason, right? Okay. Now it decides it needs to lease it, and it is now paying $27 million to lease the land it just recently sold for a dollar. So, uh, you know, uh, James Woods at Real James Woods <laughs> really said, yeah, tweeted it as well. First thing that I would do, very first thing that if I were do, if I was the, the interested party in trying to purchase that piece of land, is the first thing that I would do is get some environmentals done. Because it, to me, and I have developed now, developed raw land into serviceable residential, whether it be family, single family or multifamily homes. That's what I've been doing the last 20 years, um, except for the last year and a half. Um, the first thing I would do was get a lot of testing done because to me, the first red flag would be simply this. If you're selling any piece of land, I don't care if it's a, a square foot of land. I don't care what it is. I don't care what the size is. If you're selling it for a buck, that should be a red flag right there that there's something in that land that could come back and be toxic. And then you can't build on it anywhere or whatever you're planning to do on that land. So regardless I think the very first thing that I would do is get some environmental testing done to get get what they call an environmental assessment done at ESA to make sure that there wasn't anything going to bubble up and bite me in the ass on that land before I'd commit 27 cents, much less 27 million bucks. Ridiculous. Anyway. Okay. uh, uh, Same thing again here. Fox News, then a response from James Woods, the actor. Uh, Foxnews.com reported uh, sex outside of marriage may soon be legal in Utah. So real James Woods tweeted, is Bill Clinton moving to Salt Lake City? <laughs> well, you know, we've always commented about how weird Salt Lake City is. Mm-hmm. And driving through it, you just get this, you know, it's like you need a shower when you get out of Salt Lake City. Um, it's just a weird place. Um, isn't that, I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but isn't that sh- kind of shenanigans going on now in Salt Lake City anyway? I mean, you have guys that have multiple wives, right? Yeah, but that's but they're multiple wives. Those are marriages. Well, I get that, but I mean, that's still having which is still bullshit. But it's I still mean. bullshit. But I mean, to the uneducated person that is driving through Salt Lake City for the first time and sees Leroy with his nine wives, 
what do you think Leroy is going to think? You know, so um, who knows? Some of that back ass country shit's happening in Salt Lake City as we speak right now. So uh, I'm just, that's one of the, you know, that is one of the most uncomfortable cities that I've ever been in. And I can't wait to get out of Salt Lake City. Yep. God almighty. The Buckeye Nut at the Buckeye Nut. Breaking. Chicago Bears signed kicker with maybe the worst name ever. I don't know if you heard about this guy. Did you? So his first name's Chris, so that's fine. That's good. Yeah. His last name, and it's specifically horrible for a kicker. Oh, God. What's the worst? Wide to the right. It might as well be. His <laughs> last name, his real last name is Blewett. Oh, my God. A kicker. They actually Blewett. gave the this guy Bears. a contract. Yeah. Oh my God, Chris, Chris blew it. it. Oh so it sounds sounds God. like it sounds like me. Oh my God, <laughs> for kicker, kicker couldn't even be like an O lineman or something. No, Chris it's a kicker. blew it. Oh my God, like every like what's the announcer going to say a, if he misses a well, game yeah, kick? Yeah. yeah, I know. Come on. Uh, oh my God, that's got to be a publicity stunt. I don't you think? We just said all publicity is not good publicity. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know. But after that shenanigans with their last kicker, and then he gets. And then he gets in trouble for going on the Today Show after missing the kick against the Rams and all that other stuff. Kind of a goat and pony show in the in the windy city these days involving their NFL team. Oh, boy. Still couldn't get out of the first round with or without a kicker. That's funny. So, <laughs> holy moly. Okay, so that'd be like a Packer kicker with a name Joey Cheese Packer or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of mayo chup. So like Heinz takes like half ketchup and half mayo and they like sell that in a bottle. And they call it mayo chup. Isn't that sriracha sauce basically? Well, sriracha is hot sauce. Well, I know that, but I mean. You know. No, I don't know. So just, it's just half mayo, half ketchup and they call it mayo chup. So now, uh, WUSA9 at the same thing. Attention mayo chup lovers, mayo must and mayo Q are hitting shelves now. So Heinz is selling, it looks like an onion story, but I guess it's not. Uh, so it's like half mayonnaise, half barbecue sauce, and this is half mayo, half mustard. But I, with the mayo must, Brandy Jensen at Brandy L. Jensen, how far do you think mayo tard got before someone flagged it as an issue? <laughs> <laughs> I love that comment. Hey, listen, I, I got to be honest with you. I can't do, um, uh, I can't do mayonnaise anymore. Um, oh, it's really? one of the worst things for my heart. And, uh, I, I always enjoyed Miracle Whip, the salad dressing, versus the Hellman's, which is pure toxic gasoline. But uh, I can't do uh, I can't do mayonnaise or salad dressing anymore. Oh, it's because bad. of the heart, it's oh. too hard on the heart. So I have tried to eliminate that. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Flow Wrestling at Flow Wrestling, which follows amateur wrestling. Uh, where will Seth Gross land? He's like the big hot new thing. Where will Seth Gross land? Which team needs him the most? And Daniel Cormier at DCMMA underscore MMA, who, of course, uh, the UFC heavyweight champion, awesome guy, and also coaches high school wrestling for free. Uh, just an awesome guy. He said, this dude is going to Wisconsin. Don't waste your time. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. That means that Wisconsin is improving their wrestling well, program. They have a good wrestling program. Yeah, they do. But they've had a bit of a lull there. Remember, Iowa with Dan Gable was unbelievable in the 80s and the 90s. And they won how many national championships in a row. And I had nephews that actually wrestled with the Wisconsin program uh, in Madison. And obviously, they're on the upswing. Wisconsin has a very underrated uh, hockey team and a very underrated wrestling team. And uh, I'm very happy to hear that this young man, especially on the endorsement of somebody like Daniel Cormier, who I have really, over the last, since I've known you, have really started to appreciate and respect. 
Yeah. So we did mention this story before, but uh, busted coverage at busted coverage about the Pac-Man Jones. You know, he got busted at the casino for a bunch of stuff. Yep. So here's some more specifics if you saw this at all. <clears throat> nope. Pac-Man Jones reportedly tells cops, fuck you, suck my dick, and you're a bunch of crackers at Indiana Casino after being accused of capping bets. You know, you wonder why people make fun of Pac-Man Joan all the time, because he just does stupid stuff I thought he was a new guy. I thought it was a new Pac-Man. I thought it was Adam Joan. Yeah. I thought he turned over a new leaf. (laughs) Nope. Well, same idiot. Um, Don't feel sorry for him. He just continues to throw dirt on his own grave. Uh, You know, it's all those things you just talked about, what he did. We certainly didn't see him winning a contest for brains or anything like that. Uh, Unbelievable Pac-Man Jones. Just never ends. Yeah, what a guy. Okay, now normally I end on an onion story right. and uh, have a good laugh, but there is a really important story I wanted to talk about here. And uh, of course, it's uh, regarding Alex Trebek, who you might have heard about. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, Jeopardy at Jeopardy, a message from Alex Trebek, and he uh, talked about how he has stage four pancreatic cancer, which, uh, you know, depending how you look at the stats, has. It's uh, a death sentence. It's basically a 1% chance. It's It's not good. Yeah, and stage four means it's spread. And so it's just, it's really bad. But I just wanted to say in general, and I mean, it was great. Like his video is so straight up and so wonderful. And he even has a joke in there. He says, you know what? And I, I really have to keep hosting because uh, my contract for three right. more years. Right. And he throws right. that out there. And just a solid guy, I believe he's 78. Yep. And uh, it's amazing because from basically as long as I've been sentient or conscious, um, there's been Wheel of Fortune, hosted by Pat Sajak with Vanna White turning the letters. We're now hitting the button, I guess, the buttons. And uh, Alex Trebek hosting Jeopardy. And it's really hard to imagine either of the, those things going away or any of those three people changing. I mean, it's just, I mean, I guess I started basically being, you know, conscious um, and uh, being, I guess, in like kindergarten and grade school around the time those guys all started doing that. And it's just, I can't imagine it. And it's amazing. We've gotten 30 plus years out of those three and they're so iconic and you got to put them in every kind of TV hall of fame. There is all three of them. And, uh, you know, Jeopardy, you talk about big shoes to fill. Who who the hell is going to beat Alex Trebek? And even if we're going to tie it into sports, there's a great thing. uh, Ben McDonald at BMAC 0507 Uh, said, in honor of Alex Trebek, here is him roasting panelists for not knowing anything about sports. And it showed where these three really geeky people, like they left the sports column till the very end and and no one wanted to touch it. And then they do it. And all five questions were so easy. And all three of them didn't even buzz in once. They had no idea. And Alex Trebek just looked at them. Bitch slapped them. You know, and he's just like, "Uh, how about this? Like like the, the, the the big question, the hardest one at the very end. Showed a guy wearing purple and he's at Minnesota's new U.S. Bank Stadium right when it was opening. And he's like, this is what their defense was called in the 70s or whatever. And so... The purple people eaters. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Alex Trebek looks at them when no one buzzes in like, what are the purple people eaters? Like, I mean, he's just like... When you, like, they didn't know fair catch. They didn't know offsetting penalties. Like, these people I knew, just saw some about Tom Landry on there, yeah, too. He like was they, the coach of the Cowboys for 29 years, for crazy. Yeah, they just... Yeah, even like, I remember that when he looked at them and was like, who are the Dallas Cowboys? Like, yeah. they just... He does just like, what is wrong with you people? So Alex Trebek, Canadian and a true icon, one of the greatest TV stars ever. I um, I recently, because when this news broke, they were uh, playing something and uh, they showed some old video of his first job at the CBC in Toronto, which was as a game show slash kind of talk show host back in the late 50s. And... Um, 
I, you know what? I have great respect for all three of those people that you just mentioned, but I'll I'll lead it off with Alex Trebek, who I hope is is as loved in uh, Canada as he is in the United States. He is an icon, and the thing that I think people respect most about is you never heard any scandals, you never heard any crap, no. you never heard any, you know, the crap that seems to infiltrate in every celebrity's life these day this these days and ages is, you know beat your wife or cheat on your wife or do whatever. You never heard anything like that in regard to Alex Trebek. Obviously, I don't know him personally. I'm not smart enough to get on Jeopardy, but I can tell you I've watched a lot of Jeopardy, and he's consistent. He's got a good sense of humor. you got to pay attention, but there is a good sense of humor there. But I just think the world of him, and uh, I... You know, I don't know if there's ever a chance, but, you know, it's it's funny you say that. And I told Judy this the other day when, if there was ever a chance to get to meet an Alex Trebek, I'd like to do that. Just to say I met an unbelievably classy man. Yeah, I, I don't like to meet celebrities generally. There's yeah. very few. I have to really, because even if I like them. This even, would be the guy that would qualify for being a special case for well, sure. I think it'd be cool to meet him. I mean, it's just usually you're in a forum where you have two seconds with a person anyway. There's nothing you can do except blurt out like, oh, you're awesome. Like, I mean, yeah. you, there's yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. you can do, right? Like, if even if you guys in another life would be great friends, like, you just... You can't convey that in whatever, like, what are you supposed to say? Like, hey, I'm normal. Like, I mean, like, it's tough. And so I don't like meeting uh, celebrities generally. I've had my picture taken with Penn Jillette. Uh, I'm a huge fan, and uh, he's very gracious. And I mean, there's some that I would maybe meet, but most even people I like, I just don't want to meet. It's awkward. It's like, I I mean, if I meet them as an equal, like, if I was, sure. a, if I was a celebrity and you're meeting another celebrity, it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe then. But as a, you know, as this sort of peon and, you know, there's so many weirdos out there, they, they're probably partially scared of you. And it's just, uh, why, why do that? But yeah, if you, if, if I could meet Alex Trebek, like, uh, yeah, I'd love to shake his hand. Sure. For sure. I mean, just a, just a great guy, class act all the way, brilliant. And, uh, you know, almost like a, really like a Don Cherry, like Mm -hmm. just totally different than Don Cherry, but you'll, you can't replace these people. Like you can. You can know, you know, someone, someone else can do their job, but no one can be them. Absolutely. Well put. Um, class act, and uh, he will be missed whenever uh, that unfortunate time comes. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, because I respect the man and, and uh, have enjoyed watching him all these years uh, at varying times on, on his Jeopardy program. Um, do you remember who the guy was? Now, I'm, I'm, you get this one, and you are smarter than I already know that you are. Who was the... And I know this. Who was the host of Jeopardy before Alex Trebek? Art Fleming. God, I can't get one by this guy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I can't get one by this guy. We've got to run. Yes, it was Art Fleming, and he was iconoclastic too, but compared to Alex Trebek, he can't hold his jockstrap. We've got to run on this Freeform Friday edition of our little program, episode number 325 of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. We thank you all for participating. Hope you had a great week. Hope next week is even better. For the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.